Welcome to the Let's Talk About Talking podcast with your host, Adrian Fuller, language and communications expert for kids of all ages. On this podcast, we talk about speech, language, and all things happening with your child, giving you specific tactical information you can use to help your kids talk, listen, and thrive in their academic journey. guys this is miss a the slp and i just want to say welcome to the let's talk about talking podcast i am so excited to get into our conversation today this podcast is for parents of all ages my sometimes my personal content tends to be very heavy towards early intervention because i believe that without I think all kids need like a great foundation and and early intervention is a part of that. So the earlier we can tackle issues and difficulties and get them all squared away, I think it's always better. Well, today I am talking with life coach and parenting expert, Tiffany Brooks from Beyond Measure Life Coaching. And today we are gonna talk about parenting in the trenches because What I've come to know is that I feel like we do put so much emphasis on the first few years of a child's life that sometimes by the time they hit adolescence and being teenagers, you guys are tired as parents. And But I found that even in my own life, I've watched my sister parent nieces, my nieces, and now that they're teenagers, they need her just as much, if not more than when they were two, three, four years old. So welcome, Tiffany, to the Let's Talk About Talking podcast. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Well, when we are recording this, we are recording this very early in the new year. It's Actually, it's, it's New Year's <laughs> Day. <laughs> and so it'll air a little later. But, you know, we all come into the new year, Tiffany, right, with all of these big resolutions. Like Absolutely. I, and so I... I I'm always astounded by your parenting style. You are a working mom um, and you are, to me, a really great mom. You really, you have two beautiful girls and you want, I feel like some some ladies, some, some women are like boy moms, some are girl moms. I thought you were going to be a girl, a boy mom when I when we were younger, <laughs> but you are so a girl's mom because you really work to like, make sure your girls know who they are, their confidence is intact. Like you really spend a lot of time on that. And I think that's so necessarily serious. We raise girls in this, this era. Absolutely. Well, I love sports. I love watching kids sports. So, cause their hearts are so still in it. So I, that's probably why the whole boy mom piece was there for sure. Absolutely. I think, I think all parents want the same thing, whether you're a young parent, I think you're a parent in your 40s, maybe even your 50s, you want the same thing. You want to raise, I hate to say normal like it's a bad thing now, but like normal, well-rounded individuals that's going to eventually, hopefully, contribute to society. Mm-hmm. And I think and I think we all want the same thing. I think mm-hmm. we all have different methods. And I think you have to be okay with seeing something that someone's doing well I think we're so quick to just try to insert it in our lifestyle and say it works for them it's going to work for me absolutely not knowing that your kids are 
different than those kids. They have different wants and needs and have mm-hmm. different genetic pools and mm-hmm. all those things make a difference. So it's definitely something that I kind of keep in mind for sure. So can you tell me, let's go back to when, you know, the girls were young. I, how is it different raising toddlers versus teenagers? Well, forgive me by going to tears thinking about <laughs> was when you were praying that people sleep through the night. I think when they're younger, everything seems so big. It does. Now looking back over my shoulder, it probably wasn't. I know it wasn't. Mm-hmm. If you slept through the night, it was like break out the confetti. We mm-hmm. were, my husband and I were ecstatic. And when you say when you, you mean when your child slept through the night? Cur- when all of us slept through the night. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was the small things. Are my picking the right school? Are they eating the right things? Are they drinking out the right bottles? Are they sitting in the right chairs? You have like, that's the focus. Mm-hmm. But then you think you don't have a lot of control, but you really do have a lot of control. Versus on, oh. could you, I'm sorry, but could you speak? That really resonated with mm-hmm. me because you, I think in life we don't feel like we have a lot of control, Correct. but we do have a, can you just kind of stop so, there? There's so many choices because kind of think about it. When you're an infant, you're making 90% of the choices, what they're wearing, what they're eating, where they're sleeping, who they're with, who they're not with, what products do they use? Do they take supplements? Do they take, like all of those things you're really controlling. Mm-hmm. But when you're in it, kind of going back to in the trenches, you're thinking this little individual is literally con- controlling my whole life. Mm-hmm. And yes. I think that's the first part of parenting where you kind of have to just say, okay, what matters? What can we come back to? And just kind of continue through the journey. Uh-huh. But now as in high school, because they're exp- they're they're kind of leaning on their own understanding as teenagers and kind of flexing, you know, their emotions and their personalities and at that point you're like, "Oh, you're kind of back to the square one. Who are they hanging out with? What are they eating? Are they eating lunch? Are they eating bad things? Are they like all of those things you realize your the pendulum of control is truly starting to exchange hands when they become teenagers. Exchange hands between the parent handing the baton to the child. Not that you're done with the race, Mm -hmm. but it's almost like the extending of the baton, putting it in your child's hands is happening when they become teenagers. Very interesting times for sure. So for our parents of toddlers that are listening, Mm -hmm. you said something, you said you have to figure out what matters and what can we come back to? Because I would imagine, you know, for us, our reach or my goal is for parents with sometimes kids with special needs Mm -hmm. can start to feel very overwhelming. So when you say like what matters, how do you keep, how can you figure out what really matters and what can you come back to? I've always been like that kind of decision maker where I'm like, let me look at every single thing and because I don't want to make the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes parents get in that too. So how could we not do that? I don't think you can't get into it and Mm. I think that's a place of honesty I think Mm. it's it's one of the toughest jobs being a parent dad mom caretaker grandma grandpa aunt uncle doesn't matter it's one of the hardest jobs with no job description and a lot of scrutiny and a lot of judgment so you kind of feel like you're the president of the United States without the benefits or the security because it's one of those things where you're like Am I doing the right thing? You don't Mm -hmm. want to be judged. And then you kind of second guess 
kind of the gut that's gotten you where you are in life. Mm-hmm. So when you start second guessing yourself, it's like anybody second guessing yourself. You you start making bad decisions or emotional, like overly emotional decisions. Mm-hmm. So I, as simple as it sounds, I think just giving yourself a break, mm-hmm. giving yourself a break, doing. It's like we tell our kids, you know when you're doing your best and you know when you're not. Absolutely. Like, you know, we talk about grades and everybody getting the A's or, hey, are you peeping on the potty? Whatever the case may be. <laughs> Wherever you are in the journey. Wherever you are. <laughs> it's, it has its own rewards mm-hmm. and it has its own challenges. And I think if you have that mentality, it's going to be okay. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. Like, I remember with our youngest where <laughs> it was... She sucked her fingers and it drove me crazy. And I was like, when when she was like less than one, I was already thinking about, is she gonna need speech? Is she gonna need braces? Is she, like all of these things. I think being present in the moment, knowing that you're never gonna have this time with your child again is something to keep in the forefront of your mind. Mm-hmm. I also think I am really big about being present. Being present when they're one, whether it's bedtime or being present, even in the car, turning off the cell phone when you're taking your kid or because Lord knows we are picking them up and dropping them off. <laughs> like just having that time with them. And I think we have our that thing in our head where you've got to spend an hour with them. Sometimes your day doesn't permit for an hour. Very true. Whether you're on the early side where you're washing bottles, you're trying to not cry all the time. <laughs> You're trying to get your house clean or cook your dinner too. It's lacrosse, it's tennis, it's mm-hmm. track practice, like whatever the case may be, find the time to connect. Find the time to consistently connect with them. I think that's huge. I think that's important. One of the things that you do, which I honestly love so much because I don't know if you guys have, I don't think I said it, but Tiffany and I are actually sisters and we're incredibly close. Mm-hmm. And we talk on the phone all the time. But where you draw a boundary is if I'm on the phone with you or if you're on the phone with anybody for that matter Mm -hmm. and you are getting ready and the girls are, you're picking the girls up and they're about to get in the car, you get off the phone with me because you're like, this is our time. Absolutely. That we have. And that can't be touched. Right. That can't be touched. Same thing I notice if you're walking into your home Mm -hmm. and you're on the phone with me. You will say, okay, well, let me get off the phone because I don't think you like walking into the house on the phone. Am I right about that? You're right. I think it, I think it gives a bad energy. Mm -hmm. And I think as moms, as parents, as caretakers, we set the energy. And I think in our current climate, we let the teenager or the infant set the energy of the home, but we set the energy of the home. And I think it's part of taking our power back to say... Whether you can articulate it or not, you expect me to give you a a space to grow, whether that's emotionally, that's physically, whatever the case may be. And I think sometimes as parents, we're too quick to give that up Mm -hmm. and throw our hands in the air where we have to say, hey, kind of picture your boss walking in your job saying, I don't know what we're going to do today. I don't know what we're going to do as a company. It's like it throws the whole team off. Correct. And that's what we are. All of us are coaches. In your right, so in your true. light, right, you know, in your right to say, okay, you know what, today, today we're gonna pick up your room. You're gonna keep your room clean. 
it's no different than when you, you know, you're in the other part of life. But kind of back to your point with, yes, I am big about boundaries. As you know, there's a stint where I was a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. You know, I went back in the corporate arena. You have to, no one is going to tell you to take a break. Right. No one's going to tell you to put your kids or your family first. People are going to say that. You have to put what is important to you. And if you if a certain result, it's no different than weight loss. We all go to the gym, we try to eat, drink our smoothies, we try to drink. You know, we do all these things cuz we want this result. Your family is no different. You mm. have to put in the time. You've got to put in um, just being present. I don't. Mm-hmm. Th- I feel like we do all these things that that we spend our finances on. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, whether you're two or you're twenty-two, you just want to feel heard. You yes. want to feel like that person is in that present moment with you. Big thing was like not being on the phone talking to my kid. Because if I wouldn't want my child scrolling on any kind of social media, responding right. to me, I would find it disrespectful. Right. They find it disrespectful. Very true. They might not be able to be, say that to us, but they feel it. Yes. So, absolutely. Oh, I love that. I love it. So, Tiffany, for you, mm-hmm. you're basically saying, your message is trusting your gut and believing, trusting yourself as a parent mm-hmm. to make those decisions what would you say to parents who are afraid of making the wrong decision? We've already made wrong decisions. Oh, yeah. As, you know what I'm saying? Because there's always, the world is set up where something is always coming behind you. There's a better food product. There's a cooler chair. There's a cooler tennis shoe. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to date myself. Remember when those tennis shoes that had the little, like, the wheels? Oh, yes, the wheels. <laughs> and I was like, who made these? <laughs> Not parents. But like, but like you have that to like, I, my big, my big thing is being present. If I could do one, just being present. If you are present a hundred percent in those consistent moments with your child, you will not have, I would even venture you will not have as many errors as you think you're going to because you're present. If you, cause you're really, if you, if it's something is a hundred percent your focus, mm-hmm. whether that's their speech delayed, whether people possibly having an eating disorder to, oh my gosh, are they really getting, I mean, especially with the pandemic, are they really understanding what they're doing? Or are they mm-hmm. going through the motions? Mm-hmm. If you're present, you're going to be able to create that space for your child to say, baby, do you get it? Cause mm-hmm. it's okay if you don't get it. Mm-hmm. I need you to communicate that to me because when you're present, you're more aware. Can you then define what is being present because I think it's something we throw around but yeah I don't think we know what that really means I think we have to I think how I would define present is a hundred percent emotionally in that moment and then it's hard for us because we're posting where we're eating we're posting where we're going so you're not a hundred percent present mm-hmm. so sometimes just saying we're gonna eat dinner no phones mm-hmm. if you're on the teenage level like it, a phone is not allowed if someone calls the mom the dad the child not allowed even if you're eating dinner in the car mm-hmm. because again all of our lifestyles are very different let's say for instance if you are on the younger side if you are picking your child up from daycare not being on the phone with anybody i think is huge because 
when they throw tantrums sometimes, they're saying, listen to me, ask me questions. We know they've had crackers and juice. We know what they eat, but right. they want to feel like they are contributing to my day. Yes. And I think sometimes we take that. So being present, meaning shutting out everything, even if it's five minutes. Can I stop you right there? Yeah. I love that because I think when people hear you say something like that, I can hear people, the listeners right now, maybe saying, or some saying, well, I like my phone or I need to talk to my 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 own mom, you know, when she mm-hmm. calls. Or, mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes we think being present means being 100% focused on your child 100% of the time, Absolutely all not. day, every day. But you're not saying that at all, are you? None of us are focused on any part of our life that way. Correct. We're not. I'm saying that you know how it feels to feel ignored. Mm-hmm. So we do that to our kids, whether it's giving a a device, giving them a book, just putting them in a playpen or putting them in an activity. And again, I can say that because I've been home full time with my kids. Mm -hmm. I've been in a job that doesn't stop on corporate America raising kids. So none of it's easy. Mm -hmm. None of it's easy. I think most parents are doing the very best they can. Absolutely. That let me just make sure that's crystal clear. That needs to be clear. This is not of a place of condemnation or judgment or I'm just saying that we paid all this money to put our kids in private school. Mm-hmm. When I go back and ask them what they loved about in lower school and the in the schools that we we're paying all the money for, they said the food. What? Sure. But you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not all the other things that I think as parents sometimes we have to give them. Mm-hmm. We got to give them phones. We got to give them shoes. We got to give them... Uh, we have to give them us. And I think that's the piece that sometimes, even if it's up, even if it's not the best of you, mm-hmm. could you feel like a season in your life was like, I am barely hanging on. And mm-hmm. as a parent, we have all felt that. Mm-hmm. If we're really being honest with ourselves, like... Mm-hmm. This is hard. Like is when my hard. kids, when my kids, listen, I'm quick to tell them this is hard mm-hmm. because, and I think they can identify that because they think school is hard. Yes. So that's a commonality. And, and could I just, as we like move over into the adolescence mm-hmm. recently, because I'm teenage, the teenage age is at my favorite age. But I am now beginning to think it should all be my favorite age because they're kids that belong, you know, in my life. Right. But I think sometimes as parents or as caregivers, we kind of feel like, oh my gosh, these teenagers are so disrespectful. Like, it's all about how it, their behavior is impacting me. Absolutely. And sometimes I'm like, have I asked them what's going on with them? Because if you have a kid that's been a great kid up until 12... And then all of a sudden they literally flip the script and they become this... Alien. Alien. Right. Okay, some of that is... A lot of that is hormones. Mm-hmm. A lot of, but then check in with them too and mm-hmm. say, hey, this isn't like you. Let's... I don't know. Am I, am, is that a fairy tale? But I just feel like no. sometimes we don't see their side of it. Because going to school in 2023... Absolutely. Is, high school is... <clears throat> middle school is very difficult. I think all of it's difficult. Like, mm-hmm. I think I, when I break down pre-K, lower school, which feels like it's literally two decades of life, mm-hmm. where you're like, can they read? 
do I have to bring you a change of clothes because you had an accident? Like mm-hmm. all of that, you're like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Then you go to middle school and you're like, are you gonna come? Like, are you gonna want 16 piercings? And are you gonna like? You're trying to figure out hormonally where you lie and mm-hmm. all of that. You start looking at the opposite sex or like just that part of life just mm-hmm. differently. Then you go to high school and then you have this freedom coupled with that. It's it's a lot. So each entity, <laughs> I, I I guess I felt like I had this perception. I think I say this to you all the time. I thought high school I was gonna be able to. Whew. Mm-hmm. They need you. It's just as much running around. It's a lot of scheduling. It's a lot of even the school system connecting directly with the child and kind of leaving you out. Like it's like all these decision makings, and you're mm-hmm. like, "This is a lot." It can be for sure. I we're tired of thinking about grades. We're tired of thinking about if they get it. Like we're we're tired. So if you're exhausted. It's almost like when a game goes into overtime. Mm-hmm. As much as you want to just kind of be like, oh, you mm-hmm. can't. You you absolutely cannot do it because your whole season is still dependent on how we hang in this overtime. So then what would you say to parents to keep their heads above water? What are some things that you do in your everyday parenting journey to keep your family together to keep I don't know like what mm-hmm. give us some things that we could do as parents I think the simple thing of connecting with your child on some level regardless of age even if it's just five or ten minutes mm-hmm. it could be watching a show together it could be playing a game on the internet or if there's gamers out there like playing a game Something that's going to sit with your child and say, with everything they have, Mm -hmm. they still have time to do this one thing with me. Whether Uh. it's whether it's walking you into practice, not on the phone. Whether that's um, vacation. Whether that's right before bedtime. Like I had friends that they would always do this check. Well, I'm tired at the end of the night. That doesn't work for my family. Mm -hmm. But for their family, it was. Everything is quiet. We finished dinner. We finished homework. Let me just sit in my kid's room for 10 minutes and talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm old fashioned. Can we try to eat dinner together? Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's like in a 30 minute span. Um, I don't know. There's so many things that you can do. I mean, that's just a few of them. You can, I know people who, I, they did this really neat thing where it was almost like a date night with your kid uh-huh. and let the child pick the place. And then the mom or dad, or like if you have multiple child and you're like a single parent household, pick one child. It doesn't have to be expensive. Mm-hmm. The other day, my child loves fries. Like she mm-hmm. could eat fries 365. Mm-hmm. We went to McDonald's, we pulled in up, we pulled in a lane in the parking lot, ate the fries, and just talked. Wow. How much did that cost? Will it? A little bit more than we thought. I didn't know the prize for four or five bucks now. But yes, I know what you're saying. But the premise is there. Yes. It doesn't need to be this big fancy dinner or this trip to Disneyland. No. No. It can be. It can be. But it doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. Because again, we all know that we're living in tough economic times. We're all trying to make proper decisions as far as that's concerned. So... It doesn't take a lot. I think we think kids need pomp and circumstance, and they don't. No. I think they just need something consistent and something sincere. 
That's what I think. I like that. Yeah. Something consistent and something sincere. Well, as our time is drawing to a close, give us one thing that, one piece of advice that you would give a brand new mom. I would say your child could have been born to any family, but they were born to you. So you have something that that child needs, whether it's something verbal, it's something silent that you're giving them that they need that no one else can give them. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's one piece of advice you would give to a mom of teenagers? (laughs) Keep your head up. (laughs) Can we cue the song, Survive, I Will Survive? Um, They need you more than they will ever say that they do Mm -hmm. and keep in mind parent your teenager like you would want them to eventually parent your grandchild oh that's a good one yeah tiffany where can everybody reach out to you where can they find you they can always reach me at www.beyondmeasurelifecoaching where we have sessions available for parents, for teens, uh, something just to know that you are not in this journey by yourself. And and just so we're clear, it's beyond measure LC dot. No, it's www.beyondmeasurelifecoaching.com. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, that's the email address. www.beyondmeasurelc at gmail.com. Hey guys, thank you so much, Tiffany, for joining us. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Let's Talk About Talking podcast. I'm a huge proponent of making those everyday moments, teachable moments. You will be so glad that you did. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Let's Talk About Talking podcast with your host, Adrian Fuller, language and communications expert for kids of all ages. You can grab Adrian's book, 30 Days to Get Your Toddler Talking, on Amazon or at speechbuilders.org.